All right. Thank you for joining us today to the second installment of Memory Bank. This is a podcast where we're going to be talking about our, our own personal memories and our own personal experiences about a said certain topic. And joining us today is my good old friend, my trusted advisor, my freaking headshot seeking. <laughs> oh my God. Devin Martinez. How are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me on, Ed. Appreciate yeah, it. And not to worry. Um, just for you, just for information, a uh, little side note. This man is the one that has helped me start this. This guy is the one that put the gas in the gas tank to actually start this up. So thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. So today's topic is going to revolve around education, more specifically so college education. And um, definitely a little disclaimer before we actually begin and actually go into this. We are not your counselor, nor are we your advisors. Uh, take everything you hear on this podcast as a advice, as a tip. Take it as a take it with a grain of salt. Don't listen to everything we say word for word, because definitely the last thing I want to hear is someone saying that I told them to do something. That is not what this podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> but without further ado, a little announcement. I've talked to you a little bit about it, but I am now in the works of getting this on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, I have the logo. That's big news. I just need to get the RSS thing figured out. But once that is figured out, hopefully by the end of this month, this will be on podcast. So for everyone who can't watch it on YouTube or don't want to watch it on YouTube, you have iTunes and Spotify to look forward to. But anyways, to begin with, school. <laughs> it's a tricky little subject, isn't it? Well, what school did you go to just for the listener's uh, interest? Yeah, totally. So I got my bachelor's at University of Montana in Missoula, Montana, which for most people is just sounds like in the middle of the mountains or the middle of the woods, which it absolutely is. But there's absolutely. a really, really great school, great community. I'm very happy that I went there for uh, my higher education. Nice. And what did you study? Yeah, so I studied management information systems, which it's in the College of Business, but it's technically in STEM, but I definitely wouldn't call it STEM because that's like, you know, the cellular molecular biologies, um, engineering that I could never do. So um, MIS oh, or management information systems is what I did. So definitely a lot of database work, some coding, but mainly still in the school of business. And for those of you who don't know, I go to UWT. I study IT. So definitely I have a background in a lot of coding and a lot of nights of just crying. So we, we have our fair share of deal, dealing with actual um, schooling and all of that. So for today's topic specifically, I want to go into our experiences about how schooling has changed us, uh, what we want to say we wanted to say, actually no, what we want to say about what we wish we knew and what we did learn from it. So to kick a kick things off what were some things that you personally wish you knew before going to say the school that you went to and learned as you progressively went through your education yeah that's that's a really you know 
easy and difficult question to answer because the study that I went into, the major that I went into and what drove me to the University of Montana wasn't for MIS. I had no idea what that was. <laughs> I started out in wildlife biology. I grew up watching a lot of like nature documentaries and like Nat Geo and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, like animals are super cool. Let me <laughs> pursue that for, you know, when I go to college ended up doing that. And just like I, how I said earlier that like, you know, cellular molecular biology was just not for me. And <laughs> although, you know, I went to a school for wildlife biology, um, you know, I ended up switching and it was a really fantastic switch. So I wouldn't tell myself to like know what I want to do going into college. I would definitely say like pick a school or, you know, whatever you're after high school plans would be, I would say to focus on a location. And definitely if you have a major in mind or, you know, a focus in mind, definitely pursue that. But, you know, if once you're there, there's so many different avenues to pursue. So oh, it's really sure. about giving yourself the best possible environment to be around. Oh, definitely. Now that also brings up the question of, should people now consider going to college or uh, what are the benefits to going to getting a higher education versus, say, people who pursue entrepreneurship or even someone who says, I don't know, schooling wasn't for me. Definitely going through high school. I saw a lot of friends who are like, you know, college is great and all. But I'm going to give community college a shot. If that doesn't work, I'm probably just going to figure something else out and do maybe even some carpenting or even mm -hmm. mechanical design, something, something, like, something along those lines. Right. To those people that are still confused or even um, concerned as to what they should do to pursue their education or if they are wanting to, what would you specifically say to them about, oh, you know, college is great, but. Right. And so I think that I would recommend everyone, if possible, to pursue some form of higher education. And that's just mm -hmm. not college. That is, I think, a very blanketed broad term where that could apply to, you know, college, trade school, private schools, community college, beauty school, mm -hmm. um, design. So any of that, you know, trade school or any of that higher education, I think is really important, not only for, I guess you could say a resume because, you know, companies oh, and, you know, different routes, you have to have that qualification for some positions. But mm -hmm. otherwise, I think there's a lot of internal growth that happens when someone pursues higher education. Oh, yes. And I oh, really yes. think that's probably the most important part that I definitely got out of it is like kind of learning who I am as a person and, you know, being able to make those choices during college, having that freedom to kind of mm -hmm. steer my life in any way that I want it to go. I think that is something that everyone should really go through because I'm sure if you ask a lot of people, the person they were in high school is probably a very different person than leaves college or is in college. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So I definitely think that that's, you know, probably one of the biggest benefits is just that mm -hmm. inter intergrowth. Um, but there's also, I mean, one of the biggest downsides is cost, especially in America. Oh, it's, yeah. it's way too expensive to go <laughs> anywhere to do anything. Oh, so definitely. I would say if you're able to get any form of higher education mm -hmm. for little to no cost, do it. That will save so many years of stress down the road. So many. 
so many. And I, so I really, I really encourage people to do that. Some form of higher education for little to no money. Um, but it's also really dependent on your, your field. Cause some, mm-hmm. some fields, higher education yeah, you need that is going to be, you either need it or it's one where you don't need it. And it going True. to those, you know, four years of college and paying way too much money is could hold some people back if they already mm-hmm. are super driven and are able to just go right out of high school doing what they know they want to do and doing what they love. Oh, definitely. And we might go back and forth real quick, but um, I, I feel like I could argue that uh, when you go to college, you're not really paying for the education itself. You're really paying for that experience. Because definitely oh, yeah. for me, when I went to college, it was really all, because for me, I was a very highly driven person where if I wanted to get something done, I'd get it done and try and get to where I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. Like for me going to, IT wasn't the end goal for me. It was computer science. But slowly as I went through the actual courses and just going through all that, I fucking hated it. Because <laughs> definitely as you, even you who did some of, some of the coding, mm-hmm. coding itself is just so hard. And for anyone who is interested in cybersecurity or computer science or anything to do with computers, just know that you will always be wrong. <laughs> the computer is always right. <laughs> The computer itself, uh, how my professors always explained it to me was the computer is a stupid piece of shit. You as the user have to put in the inputs to make it smart. You are the smart person here. That is not. People who say that computer is smart are the dumbest people in the world. No, that computer is super dumb. Because I see people going on Siri like, hey, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. My phone's right here, so I don't want to say it. But you know, that word. Yep, yep. The minute you say that word, the uh, application then tries to process it and it always messes it up. Like we see on the news, say, we see on the news how people are like, oh, AI is getting close to being super perfected. I kind of don't want it to be perfected. Hmm. I, for one, I remember having this conversation with Brian as well about the whole tech and how advanced AI is, like, I don't want it to get to that point. I don't want no matrix shit happening. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we're definitely <laughs> quite a ways away from that, but I, I totally get what you mean, yeah. But yeah, uh, going back to the school topic though, um, mm-hmm. I feel like I could argue that what I said is, when you go to college, you're not paying for the education, you're paying for the experience of actually hanging out, hanging out with the people, making those connections that could last for lifetimes and hopefully land you a job somewhere in a field that you want to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you agree with that argument or is there something that I'm missing here? No, I definitely agree that you're paying for much more than just the mm-hmm. education. Um, because yeah, as soon as you get to college and you, you know, move away from home or you're even like commuting from home to college, you definitely have that sense of like, oh, this is like what the real world is. And I'm paying for these experiences in the classroom and outside of the classroom to, you know, like I said earlier with that personal growth where, you know, anything from 
the tests you take, the people you meet, the experiences you have, that's all included in that, you know, mm-hmm. tuition package or whatever you're paying oh, or whatever you're going through. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. And going back, uh, the college experience, I feel like it's different for every school. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely at UW, it's very, um, it's very interwoven where, it, where, there, where you'll be able to tell whether they're a Seattle kid, a Tacoma kid, or a Bothell kid. And I feel like for every school, it's also the same way in a in a way that is uh where the actual community of it is just really impactful and really different from every anyone else you would possibly meet because i remember going to this one rally um where uwt was doing this rally with uw seattle and uw bothell i remember going there i was like i don't remember these kids who are these kids and literally my roommate's like they're all Seattle kids. <laughs> what do you expect? I was like, what do you mean? What do I expect? It's UW. It's like, nah, man, UW Seattle is weird. Like, uh, I, I guess, but shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely the size of the school, even if it's like the same, you know, like UW, mm-hmm. but like different campuses for any school. Oh, for I sure. think the size of the school definitely impacts the experience mm-hmm. that you'll get out of it and you know it's just like some people who want to live in a smaller town or other people who want to live in a big city it's a very similar mm-hmm. thing and similar vibe with you know the kind of not experiences but I guess amenities that you would you would find at a much larger school because the bigger the school the more funding they have it's kind of just you know that's a true one but yeah that's so definitely true know what kind of want you would want to get into in your higher education so if you Mm -hmm. would rather like oh don't even think about school just like down the road if you want to either live in a big city or live in a small suburb small town something like that I would I would bet to say that those preferences would equate pretty well to a you know the colleges you should be looking for oh for sure that also then segues into the question of what are some of the good things and bad things about the lifestyle that you went through mm-hmm. in your specific college? Because I feel like every college, it's different. Right. Because I remember um, having a conversation with one of my roommates. His sister went to, um, I think, NYU. Mm-hmm. And that lifestyle compared to the UW Tacoma lifestyle was completely different. And I, I know your brother, he went to NYU, right? Or Yeah, yeah he did. Yep. Like, what are some of the good things and bad things that you personally went through during your dorming stages or even going to college? Right. So, you know, we talked about earlier about like the amount of freedom that each person has, and that's mm-hmm. definitely both good and bad. So my school, like, you know, 15, <laughs> exactly. Freshman 15, we all know what it is. Freshman 15, 20, 25, depends how good the food is in the cafeteria. But really, it all kind of, you know, boils down to because the school I went to had around like 10, 11,000 people. And then you've got places like NYU, like you said, or UW Seattle with like, you know, 50, 60,000 students, which is just crazy. Um, So I think that, you know, I guess with some of the experiences I had, I was a resident assistant my sophomore year. So I, you know, managed a whole floor of freshly 18 year old dudes who think they are total hot shit which is (laughs) which is tough because when you've got people who because usually you know if you go to a new school like you know even the jumps from elementary school to middle school middle school to high school high school to college 
personally, <laughs> I always thought when I got there, I'm like, oh, I'm like the youngest. I'm bottom of the barrel. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just going to go with the flow. Bottom of the food chain, I, nothing. <laughs> exactly. Like, I shouldn't expect, you know, this crazy <laughs> treatment because I am literally the bottom of the barrel and I'll work my way up. But exactly. there's some, there's a lot of people who think differently that they're like, oh, I've got the freedom to my, so my parents don't have to tell me to do things. I'm just going to do whatever I want and it doesn't matter. So there was a lot of times where, you know, I was, you know, needing to round people up in the hallways at three in the morning and make sure they go to bed. It was definitely like 24 seven babysitting, um, but I only Oy. did it for one year. It saves a ton of money. So if you're like oh, I bet. down for it, being a resident assistant saves so much money. So definitely glad I did that. And it looks great on a resume. If you care about, you know, your resume or trying to get jobs in the future. Cause I think it's just like a universally like known, like pretty shitty job. Because you just like that, you do have to deal with a bunch of assholes, unfortunately, and also some really good ones. Like you'll you'll meet people that like are your residents that are very chill, and you know mm -hmm. they don't want to give you a hard time. But then just like that, you have the mm -hmm. have the ladder. Um, so for those I, seniors, mm -hmm. chill, <laughs> calm down. Yes, you're not you're not the biggest guys. Like exactly, it, it frustrates me. And if you haven't seen the first episode. This is going to be based on that one. And I, I hate how guys are just going into college and just like, yo, I'm going to get the babe or, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. It's like, sure, have some goals. Yes, have, have goals about what you want to do in college and what you, I guess what I'm trying to say is set your expectations low mm -hmm. so that when you go into college, it's not like, oh, this is actually shitty. Like even like even if you make it into like Harvard, UCLA, or like the big colleges out there, you're mm -hmm. still the bottom of the barrel, kids. Uh, I hate to say it, but it's the fact is, it's true. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you you know bottom of the barrel, but don't think of yourself as like lesser than other people. Like that's true. Just mm -hmm. like be nice, you know. Like. It, be nice be open to new experiences <laughs> be like open to meeting <laughs> new people like you're gonna have a lot of time in college so might as well oh, make definitely. the most of it and like you know make friends with people listen to this man this man was vp <laughs> in high school <laughs> this this man has worked from the bottom to the top literally oh jeez. <laughs> shit and Going back into that whole lifestyle, um, mm -hmm. what are some of the good things that you did learn from it other than the resumes and what are some right. of the good connections you made throughout the college experience? Because definitely for me, the connections that I've made in college, so, so great. Definitely oh, there yeah. are some of those friends that you meet and it's like, eh, I don't know. Like you meet some guys or some girls at a party and it's like, yeah, you're chill. You're great. But then after that, it's like, I don't know about this no more. <laughs> like, I, I feel like you understand what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Yeah. I told you what you're saying. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm like, I've been hardwired because I went through the business school to, you know, oh, kind of like think about, you know, resumes and all that shit. But, God you know, damn. really the, the best things about college is just, I mean, we always talk about the amount of freedom that you have and, like there are definitely stressful times, especially during finals, but you'll be shocked at how much more time you have to just do other stuff. And, oh, you know, you're going to be busy, but a lot of that time is like 
busy doing stuff that you've signed yourself up for. So you exactly. know, I was a, I was a tour guide and I played sports in college. And so, you know, you can have a little bit of everything mm-hmm. in college by doing, you know, like, yeah, you get your homework done and you do stuff mm-hmm. here and there, but really uh, apart from high school, cause high school is like, okay, you are straight in class, lunch, class, class, class until whenever you stop. And if you play sports afterwards and you're that mm-hmm. until like, you know, five o'clock and then oh, you got to do some, you know, homework. homework. And <laughs> that's, that's very similar with college, but college, it is. you can definitely work your schedule much more to your liking than high school mm-hmm. was because high school, they just kind of told you what to, Oh, like, Oh, you're going to take this class, like all this stuff. This is your schedule, but college, you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I don't like waking up early. I'm not going to start class until 10 o'clock. Exactly. Or, you know, oh, every Tuesday and Thursday, I have a two hour break from one Mm -hmm. class to the other, which those breaks in the middle of the day, for some people is just like the perfect time to nap. Other people, it's like, perfect time to do homework. That's what I would always do. Like if I had, you know, my 8am class, Mm -hmm. and then like, oh, I had homework due at my 11 (laughs) o'clock, but I've got nine to 11 to do that homework. I just do it then. So it's, it's exactly. really, yeah, one of the best parts about college is just how many choices you get to make. Um, and you, I, I feel pretty accomplished when I get to oh, definitely. Know, make choices for myself and like kind of, you know, use those choices to have oh, a better, sure. better day where I'm not just like walking from class to class trying not to fall asleep, oh. you know? Oh, definitely. Because uh, in high school, yes, you get to choose your classes. But it's all set in that one time frame. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember in high school, one of the teachers were like, in college, it's going to be like this, but it's going to be off the rails, where literally you get to choose whatever you want to do, however mm-hmm. you wanted to do it. And you can show up to class. You don't have to show up to class. It's all up to you. Mm-hmm. And I like how the professor, I keep saying professors, but I like how the teachers keep saying, like, it's all up to you at this point to do whatever you want and Mm -hmm. that freedom definitely that first year of college um I wish I enjoyed it a little bit more just because in the freshman and sophomore year I really went heavy into school and just Mm -hmm. tried to finish as much as I possibly could so one of my helpful tips to all those seniors out there is enjoy enjoy your freshman and sophomore year uh that's like the only time where your classes aren't going to be difficult Yet also, it's going to give you enough time to actually mess around and actually have some fun. Enjoy the college experience, and then you're kicked off and you start college. Because yep. freshman year, it, it isn't college. It's like the, um, it's, you, you know those apps where they give out those light versions? Like that oh, yeah, like of the, what the like games it's are. It's free on the app store. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what freshman year is. Like. <laughs> That's what you, that's what you're expecting. Yep. But then it's completely destroyed once you buy it. It's like, oh, this is not what I expected. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just, you have a ton of, you know, gen ed, mm-hmm. general education requirements. And, you know, oh, those are both so much. good and bad because one, you're like, oh, I went to college because I wanted to study, you know, X, Y, and mm-hmm. Z. But then now I have to take I have to take writing again. I was like, oh, I already, yeah. I already know how to write. But it's it's really, you know, good and bad because those gen eds are pretty easy. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, just like you said, the freshman freshman year is definitely 
you know, your time to mm-hmm. find people who, you know, you get along oh, with yes. and like find Definitely. new experiences <laughs> and, you know, explore campus, explore the city that your, your college or higher education is around, like do, mm-hmm. do anything you want, you know, it's a good time. Oh, for sure. And even, even with that, it's like that amount of freedom that's given in that first year, it's so refreshing because for mm-hmm. me, um, the first year I went to college, I didn't dorm yet. So yeah. definitely, I still had that little uh, chain, that leash of, I probably have to go to go home, get showered, get ready, do other stuff. But definitely once I started dorming there, that freedom was unleashed. Yeah. For, and definitely for people who do fly out of state to go to college, don't take that freedom for granted. Um, save your money wisely. Because <laughs> I definitely uh, spent a lot more than I should have on rent and uh, food and just all my other necessities. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, I feel like for you especially, you learned a lot more. A lot more since you lived out of out of the state, mm-hmm. not out of the state, but out of where you lived. Yeah, where you're, we're not with your family or you're just on your own. And definitely for those kids, those seniors that are wanting to go out of their own hometowns to go to different schools, definitely take the first year to like build a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Build a rhythm to say, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to make it work. If something doesn't work, like I said, failure is the greatest teacher of them all. You're going to learn something from that failure instead of not learning at all. And definitely for kids who are scared to make a mistake, because that that's that's what I was. I I was terrified to make mistakes growing up, because um, it was shunned upon. But definitely make mistakes, make as many of them as you can in your first year, and then learn from it, and then grow grow into that better person later on as you're growing up in college. Because definitely freshman year. I feel like it's just an adjustment period for a lot of students because mm-hmm. some of them are homesick or some of them aren't used to this kind of environment. Right. And definitely plan your classes out wisely because I made the dumb idea to take all the hard classes, freaking pre-cal, physics, and chem one, all in one freaking year, one quarter. That was not the smartest idea for my freshman year. Like know what you can do. Oh yeah. <laughs> that that's yeah. what I want to say. And you know, <laughs> definitely it, the more people you meet, like you're not just gonna, you know, make friends mm-hmm. with I guess the crazy thing about college is like with high school, most of your friends are your grade, or maybe you have like one or two friends that are a grade that's above. True, you. Yes. But with college, you're gonna be a freshman and some of your best friends could be seniors in college. It's it's like you it's know, so you're wild. All, all in that big melting pot, which is really, really great because those people that have, you know, two, three years into college already, they have oh, so definitely. many helpful tips, like, you know, not even just in college in general, but like for oh, the no. specific <laughs> college that you're at, like, you'll know which classes mm-hmm. you shouldn't take in the same semester. It's like, oh yeah, do yourself a favor and like split that up and like, oh, yes, you know, this professor and you know, that professor. Yeah. So really, oh yes. Take freshman year to meet as many people as you can and build those, you know, lasting relationships, whatever oh, for sure. ways you can. And, you know, 
it definitely a pretty cheesy way that I did it, but I lived on the floor with the washers and dryers. I was like two doors oh. down from the washers and dryers that were like for the whole building, it was on my floor. And so it was, you know, there's a bunch of people always trying to do laundry because you'll learn when you're, you know, you're in a residence hall, you're going to have everyone trying to do laundry on like, you know, 2 p.m. on a Sunday. Like that's just like prime laundry time. And so there's a ton of people that would just be sitting outside the laundry room waiting Mm -hmm. for their laundry, you know, waiting to turn over their laundry. And so one day I just you know, I had like a mini fridge or whatever. I just grabbed a big bag of chips, the tortilla chips and salsa <laughs> and just walked over like two doors down to the, the laundry room. And I was like, Hey, does anyone like while you're waiting, does anyone want chips and salsa? <laughs> People lost their minds. You, it's wild what college yeah. <laughs> for food. It was great. Like I still talk to some of those people that I met doing the, you know, I bet. tortilla chips and salsa. Like it's, it's kind of crazy. That and also just like leaving your door open when you uh, move into the residence halls, if you just like leave your door open while you're like doing stuff like cleaning and whatnot, people will always just like pop their head in like, hey, like I live on this floor too. Interesting. Yeah, really, huh. really good tip. Yep. I don't know about that one. <laughs> because like if, if, you, if you live in a residence hall, you know, you're it's like move in week or even like, mm-hmm. a, you know, whenever, if you're just like, chilling in your room and you're like well i'm not doing anything that needs to be private like you know i'm just Uh, listening to music and like cleaning up my room just have the door open because people are going to walk by because people are always are coming and going Um, okay they're going to walk by get their head in and then you'll spark conversation interesting yeah no i i the times i lived in the dorms i always locked the door (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I was freaking locked the door. I, I don't want no freshmen coming in. Well, yeah, because <laughs> yours was like an apartment style, right? Yeah. So it's not like okay, yeah, because mine was just like a <laughs> a single room. So as soon as you open the door, you see the entire room. There's no like apartment okay. hallway because that'd be much different. You know, like for yours, I know that <laughs> if you left your door open, people wouldn't. It would be very inviting because it's like walking to someone's apartment where there's like a hallway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, these were definitely okay, like that makes dorm more rooms. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that makes more sense. Uh, definitely the dorm I lived in, it was a little more uh, spiffy. It was a little mm. bit more luxurious, if I could mm. say, because definitely I went to the Seattle dorms and oh my God, it's cramped. I don't understand how Seattle kids are able to throw parties for like 15 plus people in one dorm room. It's like, how? You know, you get creative. Because some of them got a little too creative. Because let me tell you, (laughs) even in a small dorm room, you've got, you know, say you've got a double, so like two beds. You Mm -hmm. could, I've seen before, you loft both beds. Because most most residence halls, you can ask to have yours lofted, um, oh, and so sure. so you have them lofted, and then you can fit like a two person couch under one side and a big TV on the other side, and then oh. you have like then a hammock going between the walls on the far side, and you've got space for like two people on each bed, two people on the couch, some people chilling on the floor, a couple in the hammock. You can easily cram a dorm room. Interesting. Now, what yeah. are some of your tips that you would give these new freshmen going into, say, like a new college party or some mm. some entertainment that's happening at the college? 
my first tip is ladies, please do not trust the first guy you meet. Uh, please don't drink. Uh, please don't do anything that's illegal. Uh, I do not condone it. Uh, although I did partake, but I don't condone it. <laughs> I mean, I would say, cause you know, college <laughs> is definitely about experimentation. So definitely just oh. like do everything, but safely. Um, also, I guess with, you know, everyone, um, anyone going to college, your RAs are literally students that have That's one true. more year of college experience than you do. So just like, it was wild how not sneaky my <laughs> residents were with like alcohol. Yo. Like, they think they're being so <laughs> sneaky. They're like, oh, like if I have my hoodie like out like this Bruh. and I keep a case of beer under there, it's like, oh, you won't see it. And it's like, it's, Bruh. you know, I had a whole, we've had a whole year of college before that where we've, we know these tricks, we've tried these tricks. So Yo. definitely I told my residents, I don't know if it was the most, you know, kosher thing i was like hey i know it's college i know you guys are going to drink but like please be sneaky about it like yeah, if you're yeah. super sneaky about it i give you i'm going to give you props because if i have no idea there's stuff going on then you're using your brain to you know exactly yeah exactly to party. so you were the cool resident the cool ra <laughs> that i mean i don't like to label myself as anything but my some of my <laughs> residents thought i was pretty cool other ones not so much but that's just the that's just how it goes <laughs> i i would tell them though i was like yeah like i know i can't stop you from partying because it's mm -hmm. the first time you're all you're all 18 and you're all like on oh, your definitely. own for the first time so i know it's gonna happen uh, but i said just be really sneaky about it and be safe and if anything oh, goes sure. wrong, come straight to me because I'm not going to get you in trouble if someone's in trouble. Like, you know, oh, if yeah. some, something's going wrong. Like, I'm not going to get anyone in trouble. I'm going to be there to help you out. So definitely I want mm -hmm. to be a, a resource for them. But some people really, most people really followed that. Other people definitely use that to their advantage. Yikes. Yeah. but it's, And it's definitely uh, for the college experience, um, mm -hmm. definitely partying is part of that experience. Yep. And I don't put it against the people that want to experience it. Because yeah. definitely even I was curious about it. I wanted to do it. So fuck it. Mm -hmm. I, I did it. It was, yeah. it was fun. It, it was great. And just even, even living in the dorms, I feel like I went a little too hard sometimes. Mm. Like, because definitely before turning 21, uh, it's that excitement, that adrenaline rush of, oh, I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing. Right. That that to me was what really had me going, yeah, let's do another bottle or something like that. And just that excitement and definitely what you said about how kids are like needing to be a little bit more sneaky about how to put it in and how to bring it up. My roommate, so dumb. <laughs> you, you know, the mattress we had, he would literally pick that up and put it against the door. So that in his mind, it cancels out the uh -huh. sound that's coming I mean, it, in the room. Yeah, a little bit. I'm <laughs> sure it does something. It does something, but definitely we have really thin walls. Yeah. Because uh, the, the people underneath can hear us, but the people around us can't really hear us a lot. But definitely yep. the people underneath us can hear all yep. those. Yeah, all the footsteps. <laughs> yep. So definitely for a college experience, I would say enjoy the parties. Uh, enjoy as many as you can your first year. Because definitely that year you can really relax. 
and not have to worry about midterms as much or finals as much. Like, sure, it's something that you should worry about. But first year, I, I really don't see it as a, oh, this is necessary, that you should study a whole lot. But side note, if you are going to like the tech field, medical field, or anything that needs a degree, I would say um, be very minimalistic with it. Uh, don't go to the point where you're going to worry about the next day of, oh shit, I have to study for this. Because mm -hmm. definitely for me, I did a lot of that and I don't uh, condone it at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of late nights. <laughs> right. Definitely, you know, I'd say the best parties in college are after you're 21. Um, so you don't have to That's worry true. about getting busted by the cops and getting an MIP. <laughs> <laughs> which you, as soon as you go to college, you'll know people that are like getting busted for MIPs, which is essentially, you know, getting caught under underage drinking. Um, so definitely the best parties are when you're 21. But like you said, like, oh, yes. you know, your, your schedules are much easier, your earlier time in college. So it's just, it seems, you know, like a better time then I just say, you know, be, be safe with what you do. Um, oh, yes. If you want to experience parties, do it, but it's not like part of the college experience it definitely yeah, goes no. on but it really depends what you like to do because a lot of people mm -hmm. you know introverts extroverts and people, a little bit of mix of both some people like a, a big house party is like something you want to experience once or twice oh, but it's not something that's like not my cup of tea you know if like like get done yeah. with a week of school <laughs> some people aren't gonna be like oh man i want to go to a rager with 200 people crammed <laughs> into a small house like that could sound yeah. horrible to some people Oh, definitely. And um, I, for one, had to grow into liking it. Uh, mm -hmm. I never really enjoyed that kind of scene until I met my roommates. Uh, they definitely loved those kind of parties. But definitely, I like a mix of both, where it's both a rager, yet also it's low-key enough to the point where it's, I can hear you speaking to me. Oh, yeah. You know? Because um, definitely the parties that I threw when I was in dorms was really relaxed just we're either on the GameCube or like on the Xbox just playing video games and then yep. having some ambiance music in the back or like some type of music in the background and just people playing beer pong or something like that in the background something really relaxed and honestly that's a party that I would throw anytime and mm -hmm. that's something that I would enjoy because for me I'm growing into college I turned into a very big extrovert and oh my lord <laughs> it was something else oh yeah now um, you know yeah go for it from those parties there are connections that you make maybe even some relationships that you make what are some advice that you'd give these horny mm. teenagers the what teenagers horny ass teenagers oh, what, what would you say to them I mean <laughs> People are crazy. Yeah, I guess, you know, briefly going back to the, like, party environment, the best parties are always one where you, like, go there and you know that you're in a safe drinking environment. And then yes. you can just kind of let loose and have a great time. But that's separate yes. from this next question. Um, I would <laughs> say that, I mean, yeah, like, colleges, once, they, you know, we've been talking about that you're always mm -hmm. meeting new people. And whether that's, you know, making new guy friends, new girlfriends, and then, or also, you know, finding relationships in college, because that's also something that, you know, 
happens with a lot of people. Like you're not going to stay in your room all day. You're going to meet people um, from all over the country. And you're like, oh my gosh, like there's more people out there than my, you know, hometown. Um, Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I would just say like, be yourself, strike up conversations, look to just like make good friends first. And then, because if you meet someone at a party setting, if you think about yourself, like, oh, if I'm at a house party, am I really like who I am in the day to day? So Ooh, the, that's a, the personalities that's that you're meeting at house parties, maybe some people mm-hmm. are the same at house parties that they are day to day. And that's, I've, I've known a couple of people and it's kind of wild because they're just high energy 24 seven. But I, I, I would say know most, people, most people are like slightly different than they are to their day to day lives. So yeah, like, you know, strike up conversation, like, you know, get someone's number, like, oh, like, be my buddy, you're going to go get like brunch tomorrow, like you should come with, you know, oh, we're going to go to the hub or the, you know, whatever cafeteria or anything on campus there is like, oh, mm-hmm. you should come with us. Definitely use it to get to know someone. And then if that, you know, turns into like a more romantic relationship, more the better. Yes. And for more information about this, you can go to the first episode and try <laughs> and learn a little bit more. Anyways. Right um now now we segue into the actual um school topic mm-hmm. at this yep. point now i i know we talked about how some education needs a degree and some things don't what are some of the things that you personally wish that you knew ahead of time mm-hmm. about say the is department or even um yep. like data center what are some things that you wish you knew before going into the industry and then maybe wishing you learned at school about that before heading in because i know a lot of people especially professors don't really talk Mm -hmm. about it too much but once you get to know the professors also a good tip know your professors like get to know them if if you're in a specific major and you want to learn more about it befriend your professors they're not there to just teach you they they could be the person that links you up with a new job a new interview all of that stuff and definitely for the freshmen out there your professors aren't there to try and fail you you are paying them to teach you mm-hmm. so please take as, as much money as you can back right. like use all that you have i mean shit you spent maybe what five grand on that one quarter just to learn from that dude take mm-hmm. as much as you can from him Oh yeah. Not, not sure. literally, but you know, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't rob him blind. But, you know. <laughs> don't do that, but take as much information that you mm-hmm. can from him. Take anything that he can teach you. Like what are some things that you wish you knew before heading into the in- industry? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, cause it was, I did one full year of wildlife biology and then mm-hmm. it was great time because I got like field experience where you know I went to Yellowstone for a few days like wolf watching and like we put you know tracker bands around like barn owls at like one in the morning in the woods like really cool stuff um and then I was like wow like this is great and then I was like oh the rest of this stuff is like you know field research like very isolated work but, you know, it was really the sciences that mm-hmm. pretty kicked my ass and made me switch. But I guess mainly with, <laughs> with MIS, I had no idea what it was. I was in, mm-hmm. I just, because when I switched to business, I was like, okay, maybe something in business would 
be good because you know mm-hmm. my mom owned a business my dad was in marketing oh, and definitely. so I was like okay maybe I could be good at this I don't know what I do though and then so I think I was in a like intro business course where mm-hmm. they started talking about internships and Ooh. kind of what that means for business students and then only two majors allowed for a summer program that then turns into a bit, uh, internship that then can turn right. into a full-time job. And you so for me, this. yeah. And so for me, I was like, okay, that seems like a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Let me do that. And at that point I was just like general business. And so when mm-hmm. I was going to apply, I, you know, it, I looked up and it, it was only for accounting students and management information system students. And instantly I was like, I'm not going to be an accountant. That's not for me I can't do that <laughs> whatsoever. Like more power to you if you are, but I could not do True. that. And so I was like, okay, well, what is MIS? And then, so Ooh. I asked my professor who happened to be the MIS professor. And he was like, okay, Ooh. come by my office and like, we'll talk about it. And then, so essentially he was saying, I mean, he was throwing a lot of buzzwords at me, got to be honest. <laughs> Definitely the professors who were like head of the chair of whatever department, Definitely. they will really try to pull any student from anywhere. So a oh, lot of buzzwords like, oh, like you'll make good money. And like, ooh, computers, computers, like information <laughs> systems. I still have no idea. My job now, I, you know, I work at a big four accounting firm, not in accounting. Uh, <laughs> and I have no idea what I do. Like, there's no chance. Like, I can't, I can't, I can barely explain it. Um, but I think one thing that I would definitely, you know, I'm glad I made the switch because I ended up doing that path of summer program, internship, full-time job. So it definitely eased my mind in terms of having a job out of college, but especially for, you know, the tech field that we're in, things are changing so so rapidly that it's so hard to say what your major is or what you're going to be studying and doing Mm -hmm. and so it's both good and bad because going throughout college I was like well I know I need to do this class on app development or like operations management but I have no idea how that's gonna like how it's gonna do anything with what I'm gonna do after college oh for sure (laughs) so I would say I probably should have done a lot more research Mm. into the major before switching Mm. Um, I really just guessed my way through it and it worked out for me, hey, but I mean, so glad I, glad I did, but yeah, I, I really, if I would have gone back, um, I would have taken a lot more time into knowing what careers are afterwards mm-hmm. in these different fields and not just like chasing a paycheck. Now, would you say it's a good thing for freshmen who are going mm-hmm. into college to think about this? Or is it more for students who are like in their, at the end of their sophomore year, thinking about their future? Or is it more for, even for like seniors in high school, would you say this is something that they should consider thinking about? So are you talking about like business MIS or you mean going into college like undecided or having a major? That, that, that. okay. I mean, honestly, there's, it, it really depends on, who you are and what you do, I would say, because there's some people that will have like three big life interests, like, oh, I really love, Mm -hmm. you know, a nat phys chemistry and psychology. And then they Mm -hmm. go into college and triple major in all three of them. And I would say that if you have your split on that, 
I would say go in, you know, undecided, and then you can mm-hmm. really, you can take some classes in both that you know that will help credit-wise mm-hmm. um, down the road for either one. But if you just dive into two or three majors at one time, unless you're like insanely good at school, which mm-hmm. I was not really, I could yeah. never do that. Um, but hey, man, you do better than me. <laughs> I mean, but like if, you know, if you want to go in undecided, there's nothing against that. Like, I feel like a, oh, lot, a lot more people in college would have a better experience if they went in undecided and just kind of put their toes in the water for everything oh, definitely. and see, you know, what jumps out at them, what they really like. Because definitely at UWT, I see a lot of students, like newcoming students saying, oh, I want to pursue this doctorate degree. I'm like, okay, but Mm -hmm. you do know you're going to commit to 10 years minimum to actually pursuing that. So definitely for the kids that are wanting to pursue the doctorate or the master's or even trying to do four majors at once, definitely take it one step at a time. Even Mm -hmm. with my sister, I keep telling her like, because she wants to do art and to do something in medical. I'm like, mm-hmm. take one thing at a time. If you want to do art, do art, finish that up first, get that degree, or even get that understanding, that background, so that if you were to get a job in it, you could pursue it and mm-hmm. you can make money off of that. But definitely, she's young. I'm not going to put it against her if she doesn't take that advice. Just take everything you hear on this as advice. I, oh, I, yeah. Like, the last thing I want is someone saying, but you said to do this and it worked out for you. It worked out for me because it worked out for me because it was luck. It was all mm-hmm. luck. It, it doesn't just happen because I put so much effort into it and did all this. Because the one thing that, that had me really realize that was the second year of college, I was trying to transfer to UCLA. Mm-hmm. And UCLA is... Uh, uh, transfer says that I needed to finish all the calc, all of the calc series, physics series, and chem series for that IT or that C. Well, I was going for computer science, but so CS program. I was like, chemistry, I hate chemistry, but fuck it, I'll do it. I finished all of it within two years. I go to turn in my uh, transfer documents and they told me that my physics didn't match up with theirs. And I'm like, but I put so much effort into this. Isn't there a way that you could do something to change this? And they're like, no, we can't. I'm like, okay. So I wasted pretty much two years of my life. And definitely um, the one mistake that I made in that process was everything was going to work out if I put in the work into it. Uh, although it is a good thing to have that kind of drive, it's also good to know what you're trying to work towards and what mm-hmm. kind, what are the details I could possibly be missing? Because right. if I found out like maybe a year before then, I probably would have just gotten into the CS major at UWT mm-hmm. and just said, screw it, I'll just do this. And if for some reason, I send in the application, it works, it works. But definitely I was a dumb teenager back then, probably like 19, super motivated to do anything. After that, just that motivation to do anything plummeted. Mm -hmm. Oh, and just, so 
for all the kids that are wanting to double major do do multiple things at once like take your time like why do you want to get out of school so fast because school although it sucks yes I'm still in school I still have one quarter left thank god but definitely school is that pathway where you can still make mistakes oh yeah still make mistakes yet also learn from those mistakes if you make those mistakes at like a corporate job Mm -hmm. that will go on your resume that will that'll be a stain uh to put it because companies will look at your resume and look at you and definitely if there is a little because they there will be a background check and I don't mean mm-hmm. just like legal background check. They'll call <laughs> right, the company right. See if you're that, a felon or not. Yeah, exactly. Like they'll they'll call the company that you left or the company that uh, cut you off mm-hmm. and say why, what happened. Like they'll tell they'll tell them everything. So it's better to make these mistakes early on and try and learn from them before heading out into the industry. Because even now, I'm just now starting to get into the industry myself. And even with this like small business, that small uh, position I have, even that has a big impact of how they see me, how they treat me and just all these factors. So definitely for these new college students, these freshmen who are wanting to go pursue something big, have big dreams. Like, yes, have big dreams, but definitely understand what you're getting yourself into major wise as well. It might not make sense now, saying it right now but definitely um keep keep it in your mind and just go into college thinking yes you are the bottom of the food chain but still have that admiration of i want to do this and people will see it like those upperclassmen will see how driven you are and even with all these bullshit of the class or all these different things coming at you like all these upperclassmen they, they notice, they notice mm-hmm. things. And even if you go to clubs, like I went to this one hackathon and just all the kids that are upper and the, in the upperclassmen really, they're all like, oh shit, this kid, he, he really wants to do something. All of that stuff uh, is then concentrated into this one school and something that people don't really notice. Like you might not notice it, but everyone else will. And it's something that I want to say, just keep your boundaries yet also try and reach for the stars Mm -hmm. because shoot for the moon, but you'll land on something. Like you'll fall, but you'll land somewhere. And, And one of the great things of, you know, kind of how society looks at colleges in terms like, you know, resumes again, I know resumes Mm -hmm. are super, super fucking boring. Oh yeah. especially like, you know, when people look at your college resume, they Mm -hmm. don't always want to see that, like, you just, you had, like, double majored, and, like, here's a minor, and all I did was academics, and I've got a 4.0. You know, they want to see a well-rounded student, which Mm -hmm. really, like, you know, is a good thing for, you know, for the average person, because that means that, oh, perfect, I can enjoy some other stuff in college. I can join clubs, Mm -hmm. you know, get involved outside in the community. And so that's all stuff that you're going to feel really good doing. And also it's going to look really good on your resume. So I would say, you know, if you go to college, higher education, join clubs, you know, stay active, meet people, but then also 
try to find something that you like doing because you know exactly. if, i know that the saying is thrown around all the time but like if you you know love you know doing what your job is like you'll never work a day in your life and that's true like yeah and it's hard to find i don't know, i i i don't love my job like there's, <laughs> i feel like i'm working every day i'm working that's for sure Yo, but I, one I day you know that's that. the that's the goal and yeah, and even to add on to it, just like everyone that's saying uh, that they want to be an entre- entrepreneur or mm-hmm. someone that doesn't want an office type job, like kudos to you, but also know that some of the YouTubers that you see here, like uh, JK Party or even like all these big YouTube stars like Logan Paul or even um, what's that one tech guy? Mar- Mar- Marcel or Marcus that Bradley. guy. Like yep. every one of those YouTubers that you see, they start, they started from the bottom. Like, yeah, they, they, they didn't just become super popular just in a day. Like yeah. it took them four or five years. Like I remember watching this one podcast about uh, in genius brain. And I remember David saying something about how Bart and Joe, I don't know if you know these YouTubers. Yep, but totally do. They have, they haven't been paid um, for like the first two years of their careers. Like they mm-hmm. were broke, broke. And I, I don't want to add anything else onto it, but just hearing that podcast, I'm like, shit, this took for this took them forever. Like, oh yeah, like I that think, million view, right? just it doesn't happen overnight and even for this podcast i I don't expect this to be like oh a thousand views in like a week Mm -hmm. i i definitely am very grateful that the people who did watch it did receive it well and Mm -hmm. just going like 49 views on that i'm just like wow people still watch i i i personally feel like at least i did something and that's the one thing that i want to stress to these younger kids like just thinking about it won't make it happen the fact that you try is what you what puts in that work not trying and just reminiscing about the past is what's Mm going to destroy you right because the one thing that i always say to myself like in an instance like going to a party or finishing an assignment will i regret not doing this like will i regret not finishing this paper and not turning it in Will this mm-hmm. affect my grade to the point where it's like, I regret this decision? Mm-hmm. Or will I go to this party and regret the, the night before? Like, right. those are the things I always think about before doing anything I do. And just really, will I regret doing something that I'm about to do? Yeah, definitely people, you know, they're hesitant with their decisions because mm-hmm. they always think long-term in the outcome, which is really mm-hmm. good and smart. Um, but I think thankfully, I forget when i think it was last year a study came out they um interviewed kids from like 16 to 24 like you know the prime like working age Mm -hmm. and like starting a career age on Mm -hmm. what their like dream job would be and then most people because i know back in the day it showed changes where you know most people are like oh doctor like scientists you know therapists accountants stuff like that most of the kids today, it was all stuff where they are like their own boss. They're like self-employed, like YouTuber, mm-hmm. or like even athletes or, you know, 
things where yes, they're in the spotlight, but I think deep down it goes mostly to like people want to do what they want. Because if you say, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I want to be a YouTuber, that literally means that you're posting videos on stuff that interests you. So you know exactly. your job is your like passion or your interest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super like important and good for the future because oh, you know i i know a bunch of you know boomers are like oh it's just horrible they want to just be youtubers uh, but it's like that could change you know the whole job structure of oh definitely. Know, if everyone wants to do what they want to do it'll make you know all these changes where people are employing themselves more mm-hmm. and people are happier at their jobs and oh yeah you know, everything like that so yeah it's definitely a, a like, deep even in the office that i work at i have a lot of coworkers of mine who are saying i don't want to do this job i'm like what do you want to do then and they're like i'd rather work remote i'm like fair enough and that also goes into that argument of how boomers are like oh people don't want to go to work no it's not that they wouldn't want to go to work it's just they don't want to deal with the people know their self-worth exactly exactly and just like even with my coworker saying he wants to go remote, it's just like even if people who go say YouTube or others other stuff that isn't like a boss is over them, mm-hmm. they're their own boss. Yep. And going to the argument of how you say, um, what what was it you said? It was like two seconds ago too, about oh, um, knowing their self worth. Not that part, but. Uh, deep down, they wanted to do something. Oh, yeah. They want to um, do something that they love, like their passion. Like, you know, because you can upload anything to YouTube. Like, exactly. you could be a professional chef on YouTube mm-hmm. or like, you know, an athlete on YouTube or like really anything. And that mindset, that that idea mm-hmm. can really change the structure of how jobs are going to be posted or how oh, yeah. jobs are going to be made. Because mm-hmm. because of COVID, everything is changing. Because yeah, now everyone totally. is wanting to work more remotely or uh, not on site. And mm-hmm. that itself will change everything that we know, that we've known for like the past 10, 20 years. Yeah. It's just like, we're, we're now in an environment where it's acceptable to say, I want a remote job. Mm-hmm. I want to work from home. It's acceptable right. to say that. So you say that 10, 15 years ago, you'd be like, you're crazy. Uh, no, I need you in the office. Yeah, no, it's it's great because it's exposing kind of a <laughs> lot of the bullshit that like these oh, yeah. companies have been like toting to people all this time. Like, oh, that oh, would yeah. never work. And then like, okay, well, we just for the last year have been all remote working. And exactly. like, you know, it's been boom. Business has been booming because no one's needed to run and function the office. So you're saving a bunch of like, you know, electricity exactly. in, the, in the office. Um, because save money. The, the company that I work for, I gotta be honest, they made so much money off of us last year because we we're all working remote. And Oof. then, you know, so they helped us out by like, you know, raising our pay, which was nice. But um, nice. it's, you know, we don't need to be in the office to get jobs done. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, hmm. It's like if people enjoy being in their own homes, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, who would, what a crazy idea that people like their <laughs> own living space to get work done. And that's the funny thing, because remember back when COVID started about, I want to say like, how long was it? Like a year ago? Uh, March of 2020. March so, of 20, oh, damn. Over a year ago, yeah. Over a year ago. So 
back then everyone's like i want to go outside i want to do all this stuff mm -hmm. but now everyone's like no i'd rather stay home i mean yeah definitely for a long time everyone was like oh i'm fine with just chilling but i oh, think yes. then there got to a point where it's like people were getting really antsy at being inside <laughs> all day and they're like i gotta go somewhere i gotta get outside and luckily nah. now it's you know people getting vaccinated unfortunately you know america is full of a bunch of idiots yeah who, uh, unfortunately we live in a unfortunately very dumb uh country where a lot of people think that mm -hmm. getting a free vaccination is going to be the end of the world when it's really like no you not getting that is going to be like i love the conspiracy theories like that vaccine is a gps that's inside of it. it's like no so? what if it was who cares <laughs> like even, even are you on the was. run are you like, on the run? Like, what's like, going on? You work at Dairy Queens. You you flip burgers <laughs> for a living. We don't care about you. Like, I don't mean it in a mean way, but like, what kind of like, what kind of threat do you pose against the U.S.? Like, I know honestly. if you if I know right if you genuinely pose a threat to the <laughs> government, then I could see why you'd be like, I don't know, that could be a GPS. Exactly. But like. <laughs> I don't know if you're just going about your day. Do you know how many things already track your location? Everyone has their phones and their Apple watches and, and they're you know, just like, oh, this is just my phone. It's like, no, there's a literal tracker in there. Yeah, like they've already got your location. Like, like it's not <laughs> like literally, even even like the TVs, like the smart TVs, uh -huh. that has a camera in it itself. And yeah. they can actually look into you. Like shit, even the FBI is listening on to this. Like I know, this, like, hey, FBI guys, how you doing? Like, hi. It's just like, people are crazy. Like, yeah, I don't understand like why they think. Right? It's not harmless. You know, it's not harmful. It's like so, so much better to just get this vaccine for free. Like, do you know how many countries are like begging and they really need vaccinations? Like, they really need vaccines because there's a shortage. Just, and then here, we give them out for free for anyone who wants it. And people are like, I don't know about that. It seems kind of fishy. I don't understand that. And yeah. I'm just like, hey, man. Like, I remember having a conversation with my coworker. Uh, she was like, I don't like people who don't want to get vaccinated. It's like, I don't understand why they don't want to. I posed the question of maybe they think it's a GPS. And from that, I was like, shit. Why, why are people so scared of this? Like, if the government really wanted I mean, to get you out there, of the picture, they would have yeah. done it already. Like, there, there is a huge problem with disinformation in America. Yeah. Like, huge problem because people mm -hmm. will only look to certain sites to get their information. And a lot of those sites are just straight lies 24 <laughs> 7. And it's like maybe they weren't like, you know, 10 years ago. And that's mm -hmm. when they started getting onto these sites and like newscasts and everything where it's like, okay, it was a little more tame. Like you had some undertones that were like, yeah, oh, yeah. these people are a little evil. <laughs> but like now, like they'll just say anything and the people, anything and people for the views. It. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter. There's, yeah, there's a huge problem with disinformation and people believing anything they see mm -hmm. online, um, which is another reason why I think people should get higher education because like, yeah you'll see more of the world like people always say like oh like when people go to college they get radicalized and hate the government well it's like yeah because we learn what our government's <laughs> doing no like, wonder he's like bro uh 
I know this because I studied this or yeah. I know this because I've actually experienced it. Yeah. This podcast is really just us telling you our experiences. We're not giving yep. you bullshit. Yep. Like, yeah. Like, I don't understand people who are like the vaccine is, is the curse or like the one thing that I, I recently saw was uh, this one church, this one guy on TikTok about saying how the vaccine is the coming of the end of days. I was like, uh first okay. of all add that to the list y2k mind calendar 2012 like you know all that. <laughs> add it to the like, list buddy i'm just like first of all i do believe in the end like i i know that there will be a day where something bad will happen like the earth will oh yeah like eventually someday yeah but not, not like how, in the next right? two years no like I'm I'm just really confused and just really flustered at all these people, especially the religious groups that are like, oh, the vaccine is the the sign to the end of all days. And I'm just like, no, that's yeah, no. there to help you. Yeah, because like, you know, as soon as because like I'm sure people, I'm sure people said the same thing when any other new disease happened. Same thing oh, yeah. happened like with Ebola. People were saying end of days. Same thing with swine flu, end of days. Like, you know, all this, all this stuff. Mad cow disease, end of days. And you know, so, like, like eventually we're going to get, a, you know, the vaccines are good now and protect yeah. for the most part everyone, but they're just going to keep getting better because like, you mm -hmm. know, think of example, the uh, like chicken pox vaccine that we get yes. as kids. Do you ever hear about someone who got the chickenpox vaccine and then got chickenpox? Like it's such a good vaccine that it's like virtually doesn't happen. So that's definitely how you know COVID and it's all its new variants Honestly, and stuff. Like the vaccine is going to keep getting better. And like if that is. means I'll have to get you know stuck every like six months, that's fine. Sure, that's fine, fine by me. I'll get a donut afterwards if I shed <laughs> a little tear. It's okay. <laughs> Literally, I'm just like, hey, it literally took like 10 years ago, it took us maybe five, 10 years to create a vaccine for one of the diseases out there. And mm -hmm. yes, it's still out there, but we have a way to cure it. We have a way to get rid of it. Yep. With this one, we made this in a, like in less than a year. That's, yeah. that's Very progress. Impressive. Very impressive. That, and just like, I would imagine like, when the at the beginning of the uh, virus, when it first happened, I was just like, maybe this is where people will come together and actually set aside differences and actually work together. Uh-uh. I, I turn on the news and just fucking chaos. I'm just like, what? Yeah, yeah, the news is rarely ever good anymore. You know, like, it's always very depressing. Like, I agree with one of the things my uncle always says to me. I never turn on the news because this is his words. Um, the news is doom and gloom. Yeah. Like, you will never turn on the news and see a happy thing happen. Maybe mm -hmm. once in a blue moon, it, it'll show, like, look at this cute dog saying hi to right. everyone. But like, unfortunately, doom and gloom gets more views. I'm just like, come on now. Uh -huh. it's, it's already shitty. We're already having a shitty day as it is. Right. Show us something good please i mean that's literally why, yeah that's why youtube is such a booming platform it really because is because people go there to watch stuff that they want to watch <laughs> and 
And like, yeah, you can get your news. Cause like, I think, you know, one of the main things is like, you know, people that are tuning into like Fox news and stuff that is just straight. Yeah. Lines. Um, and then, but like people now can get their news in so many different places, which is both oh, for good sure. and horribly bad because yeah. like, you need to be able to know what news is real and what isn't. And that's like, that's like some, you know, high school level stuff where it's like, oh, let's, it really is. let's, let's check our sources to see if it's a credible source. And a lot of people just uh, don't know how to do that, unfortunately. Like even in the podcast yesterday's, I mean, not yesterday's, but the first Last podcast, yep. um, I remember my friend RJ saying, like, check your resources, check your sources. That's the mm-hmm. one thing that people need to do from time to time because it's just like bro if you research this like covid if you research this a little bit like put like 10 minutes into it you would learn so much oh yeah so much about this that this is a deadly virus and even one of my coworkers, uh her friend was who had covid was saying covid was a lie i'm just like first of all you have covid yeah how are you saying it's not real and her words not mine no this is a government hoax i'm like uh first of all no (laughs) you're you're literally on your deathbed we're trying to save you what are you trying to do mind you she has a kid like she's prego and i'm just like okay um at this point i i what do i do what are you gonna do yeah like do i help her do i not help her and yeah. I'm just like baffled, just like why are people so against this? I know. And just why? Just why? Like I know I can't change people's opinions. I know I can't change. Right. Them. Yeah. Like I just some people want are just to... so stuck in their ways that just... even if you even if you put all the facts on the silver <laughs> platter and give it to them, it it's not gonna it's not gonna change it it just frustrates me so much. I'm just like, I'm literally giving you all the information that you need. Like I'm giving you like 80% more than I would give myself. Oh yeah. If you gave me only 20% of the information, I'd be like, oh shit, I should probably look into this. What's going Mm -hmm. on? But I'm giving you 80% of everything that I know. Yep. But they're saying, oh, that's bullshit. And like, sure, for the person that's list that's learning of this for the first time, I can understand the, oh mm-hmm. shit, no, this is bullshit. No, this yep. isn't real. Yep, I understand that. But if you continuously keep living in that lie, it's just like you're hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. And just people who are like, even at the beginning of the, the uh, coronavirus, like even the people that were against masking, I was just like, okay, first of all. I understand you don't like to wear it, but please, for the sake of others, can you please wear it? Right. This is this is to protect you and everyone else. And I always bring this argument of, hey, people in Asia, if they feel sick, they will put on a mask. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing new, you know? It's and not. it works, works really well because you're protecting the people around you when you're mm. sick. Exactly, yeah. Like, and just... I'm just like, ma'am, like, I, I really place. hope, I really hope, I mean, similar to, you know, like most to all Asian countries, I hope after yes. COVID, the U.S. adopts that to where like, yes. hey, if you're feeling sick, I'm just going to throw a mask on. Yes. Like, like I know I'm going to adopt that. It's, 
I was not like, thankfully I never got COVID, but also like from the year of wearing a mask when I would ever I'd go places and making sure to sanitize, I never even had a sniffle like the entire yes. year. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I've, I was apparently really dirty before. <laughs> like, I'm just like, like the times I worked at Nordstrom and all these customers come in and they don't wear a mask. And I'm just like, man, just wear the mask. Yeah. Wear the mask. I'm wearing two masks for eight hours. Right. You're wearing it for maybe 20, 30 minutes, give or take. It's it's crazy to me because the ones that the government is like, hey, like you're you you're fine to just at least wear this one, like the little dinky blue ones. Yeah. Those feel like nothing on your face. I feel like I can breathe like exactly the same. Cause if I feel like nothing's really being <laughs> blocked. So like even that, where like some people think that those are not even safe enough, but like, I need a better one than that. Like you I mean, can't even put that one on. <laughs> like to the people that are double masking, kudos to you. Oh, I, yeah. I totally. love those people. Like, yeah. Like sure. Some of those people that are a little overprotective, like they have gloves on and they put hand sanitizer on the glove. I'm like, okay, you might be going a little overboard. I mean, but... well, yeah, I feel like if anyone's immunocompromised for themselves mm-hmm. or their family, I definitely understand. Oh, sh- for sure. Like, I understand how people are about the virus. Mm-hmm. Some people say it's real. Some people say it's not. I, for one, know for a fact it's real because I know people who have had it mm-hmm. and people who have died from it. So I know it's yep. real. It's not bullshit. If it was bullshit, I'd say it's bullshit, but it's not bullshit. It is real. It's real as my fucking hand. Like, it blows my mind how people are like, no, no, that's a government hoax. I'm like, Uh first of all, how are you so sure it's a government hoax? Like, what are your facts? What what is your reasoning? Fox News told me so, dude. Come on. (laughs) No! It's just like, why? Like, the government, sure, some people have, even I, I myself have a disconnect with the government. I don't really trust them as much right now, mm-hmm. but I am willing to give them a shot. I'm willing to under try and see what their point of view is. Yep. Like, even for people who don't trust them, the government is there to work for you. That is why we elect them. Essentially, yeah. And it's, it's a democracy. We, we are supposed to elect the people that we think are suitable mm-hmm. for that position. And I hate how it's a freaking popularity contest. It's like, yeah. first of all, like, I know this might be a really sensitive topic, but Trump, <laughs> like, <laughs> why? I'm telling you, same thing we've been talking about, disinformation and a lot of dumb people. Like, the actual, uh, what was that, that happened at the, at Congress, or that resistance, or, oh, um, the Capitol. Yeah, that, that. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? The, um, um. the insurgency, the uh... uh, it starts with an R. Uh, oh, just riot, capital riot. That that yeah. the riot. Um, I don't understand that. It's like, 
like I, I remember watching an interview with one of the people that did riot into it and they they're like I don't understand why they sprayed me I was like because you stormed a government <laughs> official building <laughs> and I'm just like uh first of all you went you went into a highly secure facility that uh-huh. is only for personnel that are supposed to be in there uh-huh. not only that you demolished most of the property there vandalized uh-huh. also yeah why the hell would they not pepper oh, spray yeah. you? i'm surprised no one got shot like i'm 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 really start like confused why people are mad that that one person that did get shot that was inside the fucking capital mm-hmm. is getting heat i'm just like first of all he's doing his job He's protecting the goddamn people in the building. Yep. Why would he not shoot? Like, that is yeah. in his job description. If you cross this line, <laughs> I will shoot. Like, I remember him repeating, I will shoot. I will shoot. I'm just like, why are you giving him heat over this? Mm-hmm. He, he res- he he said he was going to shoot. <laughs> like, it baffles... Yeah. It, it makes me yeah, laugh. There's, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no... There's no rhyme or reason to what, what a lot of people will do. No. Like, I know we, we went completely off track. Off track, yeah. <laughs> completely off track. But just this whole COVID thing is a mess. And just... Oh back to the actual conversation of the the topic yes yes um school yes. <laughs> <laughs> um how how has i know you've only went to school for like went to school when it was covered for like a month mm-hmm. um during that one month that transition into the actual job that you were going into yeah. how did covid change that or how did covid affect that change that um that moving process. Right, right. Um, so yeah, like like you said, it was, you know, around that March 2020 time and I graduated in May of 2020. Mm. And so honestly, back then it was still like, a, oh, this is something that is so far on the other side of the world and we don't really <laughs> know if it's really gonna, you know, come over here. Um, mm. I think it was still in the process where maybe there was like one or two cases or a couple mm. cases in New York um yep and then that skyrocketed you're like oh like we're in montana like we'll be okay but then it's like just you know to be safe the university was like hey um some of your teachers can like opt to finish out Mm -hmm. the semester like online or stuff and then it was really because it was spring break so i had like a week before and spring break and then a little bit afterwards and so we did spring break Mm -hmm. um and then when we came back from there, most to all classes were online. It was like we had an option to either mm-hmm. go in person or be online. And then I think they made the decision maybe a couple weeks after spring break to be fully online. And for the most part, all my stuff was like capstone work because it was the end of my you know college uh. career. So it was a lot of like group projects that were pretty tough because now we were all online for the first time trying to like maneuver that which is always tough. Like group projects oh, yeah. are not, not fun in person, but definitely not fun virtually. But really, oh, you know, it was, it was interesting because, you know, I graduated college 
just sitting in my living room with my parents and my girlfriend watching the TV screen as a commencement. So there was no, for my four years of college, there was no like anything. That's interesting. <laughs> really, which is very interesting because it's like, okay, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't too mad at it because honestly, I had like a full college experience before mm. having that happen. So I do really feel bad for the people that like still had to like halfway through college and then COVID hit. Exactly. Like yourself, which makes it really, really Oy. tough. Um, but then after, you know, after I graduated, I had a job lined up in Boston. So then we, you know, took the time to move from Montana slash Texas mm -hmm. over to Boston. And then I was Ooh. supposed to start work in August but they pushed it back a month because of COVID. So right. I started in September, all virtually. They sent me my stuff. Um, and from yeah. there, I was completely virtual from now or from then until now. And the office has opened up a couple times where hmm. I've gone in maybe like three or four times and to work in person, which was, How was the nice. office. <laughs> very nice, very clean, very quiet, which is nice. <laughs> um, I got my own office, which would never happen when it's not COVID time. So that's, that's nice, but definitely, a, you know, it's been nice to definitely go into a new city and mm -hmm. be able to take it slow and really just oh, kind of, sure. you know, be in my apartment and work from home. And then when I have time or when things started opening back up, slowly seeing the city and everything. So yeah, it's, it's definitely been good. I don't like, you know, there's some good stuff and bad stuff about working from home. Um, no commute I, I is really nice especially when I'm working, you know, like 12 to 14 hours um, a day, it's really nice to not have that commute tacked onto either end. Oh, yes. So, I yeah, still have to do that commute. <laughs> yes, definitely good things and bad things come with uh, mm -hmm. the virtual working. But so far, it's been really good, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about the group projects. Mm -hmm. uh, how, how is your experience? Because I know my experience up till now, it was great until the last project for me. Because um, definitely for me, group projects were always fun. It was, it was mm -hmm. so much fun to actually interact with the kids that were in my, pro in my group and get to learn how they think, how they do things, and how they uh, create their um, chaotic function. Mm -hmm. And really, uh, during college, especially college, in high school, it was fun doing group projects. Like oh, it was yeah. a breeze. Mm -hmm. like, you, you could literally pick your friends and do anything. And it's like yeah. Hey, yeah, you could finish it in an hour and just do whatever the fuck you want for like the mm -hmm. next week or so. Yeah, college <laughs> completely different from my oh, experience. Yeah. Yep, because definitely for the first projects that I've ever done, it was majority me, me and one other dude trying to figure out how to get certain code to work or certain things mm -hmm. to match up and definitely that being in person definitely helped out actually build everything together and actually get this work done on time mm -hmm. but I want to first hear your experience about the online uh, group project then I'll tell you my horror story <laughs> yeah so I mean definitely like you just said yeah group projects were a breeze in high school college is a completely different story because you know people have so much freedom that they can just choose to oh, not yes. participate um which is always really tough and especially really with is. most 
most of my group projects, we, because it was like had to do with business or whatever, it had to do with presenting to an actual client. So not just like presenting to our classroom, but presenting to the company that we did this group project mm. for. So it always added an extra level of stress. For me, at least, I would think oh, yes. that it would add it for the rest of the group members, but that was still not the case all the time. Um, oh, yeah. So I know with like the, you know, at the end when it was all virtual, it would be mm -hmm. a total hassle being like, hey, can we meet at some point? Like, hey, are you going to do this? You're going to do that? And then just not getting anyone to respond. Oh, yeah. um, I would definitely have to like, yeah, exactly. I would definitely have to take the lead for for most of the group projects in college and you'll you know you'll figure out what mm -hmm. you like to do in your group projects if you like oh, to be the one who slacks off and gets a bad grade or like you know if you want to lead it or if you want to support and like oh let me mm -hmm. grab all the information but yeah mm -hmm. definitely take some some finesse yeah oh definitely a lot of finesse uh because definitely for my last group project hopefully this is my last one <laughs> uh Definitely, uh, it was during the holiday of Ramadan. Mm. And our, so it was a group of four, including me, and two other people were celebra celebrating Ramadan. Mm -hmm. Now, our deadline for that first milestone was that week of Ramadan. Mm -hmm. These two individuals did not tell us that they would be up taking a part in that mm -hmm. holiday. And I'm not against it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying, give me a, give me a week's notice, man. Like, <laughs> right, just let me know when you're not gonna be around you know, for like, any reason. Please, cause the minute, the day before Ramadan was the day we were gonna actually get it all figured out, sorted out and actually fix all, all the hiccups in the actual program. And literally, they said nothing about Ramadan. I knew yep. that tomorrow was Ramadan. I knew that yep. they were doing it. Like, <sighs> it gives me so much PTSD. But literally, I'm just like, in my mind, I knew that they were going to do this. I knew they mm -hmm. were going to do it. I'm yep. just like, you know what, fuck it. Uh, I'll finish as much as I can on my end. And hopefully, they'll do their part. Come the day after Ramadan. It is the day of the milestone. And literally hours before I messaged those two individually and I asked them, did you finish your portion of the actual project? Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, I thought you guys finished it for us. That's not how a group project works. No, and I'm just like, uh, first of all, I can't get into your system because you set up a different password, mm. you dumbass. And literally, I'm just like, if you gave me that notice the day we were working on it, I yeah. might have done something. Right, right. But you said nothing. So I literally just fucking flipped out and I was just like, all right, we have literally two hours to scrape up whatever we can yep. to finish this first milestone so that we don't get a fucking F on this yep. first milestone. We had three milestones. The first one was like, eh, we could... We managed to get it finished, turn it in, got a good grade. Second week, second milestone. I was like, all right, hopefully they don't do this. There isn't another holiday coming. 
They're going to actually communicate with us this time. No, they don't. <laughs> of course. Why? Of course. Why didn't I see this? Yeah, why would um, they? And literally, I'm just like, all right, first of all, uh, this second milestone is going to be difficult. Like, mm-hmm. stupid difficult. And rem- I, I feel like I did tell you about the Apache part. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't working on your system because you oh, have a Mac. Fuck. Yeah. I have a Mac, for those of you who don't know. Um, also, good tip. If you're going into computer science or uh, IT, don't get a Mac. Uh, you will suffer so much. <laughs> But also do, I do put in this fact uh, where companies actually look at that and say, oh, you can actually be adapt, you can actually adapt. But you can take that as you will. Uh, anyways, going back to the story, I'm working on this Apache. That's my portion of the project. I'm trying to finish this. I emailed the professor saying, can you help me with this? I have no idea what I'm doing. And literally we go through it and he's like, you did everything correct. It's just not working. I was like, why isn't it working? He's like, I don't know. I was like, what the fuck? How do you not know? (laughs) You're the goddamn professor. (laughs) And also, side note, your professor won't know everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, They will most likely work it with you and try and work out the problem together. So it's a learning experience for both you and him or her putting that out there but anyways I show him my work and he's like all right so you did put in the work so I understand that you did put in the effort so let's see what your other teammates did I kid you not the one kid that I was just fucking heated with is editing the program on virtual with the professor during the presentation that's right yeah never do that don't do that and i'm just like you dumb piece of shit this is supposed to be done you aren't supposed to edit during a presentation yeah in in other terms it's like if you're giving a powerpoint presentation and halfway through the presentation you take it out of presentation view to like change the font of something like that's just you know obviously you're like oh that you shouldn't do that it's the same no. same thing applies same thing applies here like even in computer science or it your work should be done like there should not be anything you should input or output mm-hmm. into the actual mainframe or the actual system itself yep. the only thing you should be putting in is a command or a request for that system. Just to keep that clear. Uh, you will understand when you do get into the major and if you do go through this. I was so flipping mad at this kid. Oh my God. And literally I'm just like, all right, fuck this. I need to finish this pro- program. I need to finish this. And I just carry the whole fucking thing. I'm just like, fuck it. And one of my teammates that was actually helping me with this, like even he was frustrated. I was just like, Hey man, you and I are both frustrated as, as hell. I just fucking carry through. Hmm? And even I could tell that he was pissed at me as well. Just because um, the second milestone, I did mess up. I do mm-hmm. say I didn't meet the deadline for my own part. So I definitely apologized a lot for that reason. But definitely I tried to pick up myself, pick myself back up and just like, hey, 
I fucked up. I'm sorry. We never got that from them. We never did. <laughs> yeah. Never. I'm just like, and I just like, hey guys, I'm sorry. I fucked up. I didn't get my part of the thing done. I promise I'll get it done as soon as I can before milestone three. Yep. So that goes into the story of I worked with the professor. He didn't know what was wrong, but it was wasn't working. So I was like, fuck it. I did as much as I could. I don't know what to do. I'm stressed as fuck. I have other programs to work on. Here. Mm-hmm. Just literally, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Group projects, so fun, so great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, definitely one thing I learned from that is uh, don't rely on it. Don't rely on people, especially on group projects. Uh, definitely if it's like a grade that you'll be graded specifically on, uh, don't rely too much on other people to carry you through. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, especially in computer science or IT, definitely don't, don't do that because your professor will ask questions about the program and they will start asking questions, especially to the person that hasn't said anything in the presentation because professors fucking love to do that. They will always find the weakest link and just hit it. It's like, so what did the program do, Isaiah? (sighs) (laughs) It ran. (laughs) Like for all the kids that want to pursue IT or anything in technology, the one tip I would heavily stress is do your own work mm-hmm. and don't try and cheat cheating is the one thing you can't do in it or in anything computer related that's a great point because as soon as you put if you as soon as you plug code in to something like homework or a test it's so easy because like one if you paste it in you don't know what that means you sh- you see that it works like great it works but all the professor has to do, I mean, like if the professor, you know, if he or she says that, oh, like just solve this, then it's fine if you like use online resources because oh, that's what you would do at a coding like career. Mm-hmm. But if they want you to come up with this code using stuff that you've learned in class, as soon as you copy mm-hmm. and paste something from Stack Overflow, it's Boy. just over because your professor obviously knows what Stack Overflow is. Oh, yeah. will just go in, copy and paste your code straight back in, see you just took it from there, and that's an instant way to tell you're cheating. Like, here's the thing. These professors work with computers. They have software in the grading system itself to mm-hmm. check whether or not it's been copied and pasted. Yep. So I, I really just don't understand kids because definitely for this major, I don't understand how some of the kids made it in. Like, first of all, I remember in a lecture, one of the kids was like, what does a sentinel, sentinel do? I was like, you learned that in 142. <laughs> that was freshman year. How the fuck did you get in? Like, like, sure, it's a difficult concept to understand. Yes, but I, I roughly understand what it does and how it works. It's like a loop. Yeah. But yeah. at least I understand that, but I don't use it because I know I don't understand it. So, like, in code, especially coding, if you don't understand what a certain command does, don't put mm-hmm. it in. Yeah. That's like asking for trouble. 
Because yep. say it works, and say you put in a different input. If that input doesn't work, and you're trying to fix it, you don't know what the fuck Sentinel does. Like yeah. you don't know what that does. So how are you gonna fucking get? How are you gonna fucking fix it? I mean, it's the same to... thing of like if you're writing a paper and you throw in a giant word that you don't know what it means. You're like, yeah, it sounds pretty good. Like the hard. sentence, the sentence sounds right, but I don't know what that word means. Like obviously, <laughs> when your professor reads it, they're gonna they're gonna be like, well, that's wrong. <laughs> well, you definitely cursed at me in a weird way. All right. <laughs> so definitely be aware of what you're putting into the actual code. Be aware of what you're doing mm-hmm. at school um just be smart like just be smart with what you do and definitely again back to the covid thing um if the school says wear a mask wear a fucking mask just don't argue it's just human sense at this point because now i go outside i'm like i feel naked i'm like Mm -hmm. i feel like i should be wearing something but then like it's just like please if the school says to do something, they're doing it just because they don't want anything to happen. Yeah. It's just like... They're not trying like, to get sure. you. Like, you have your rights. You have your rights to not take it. Fine. All to you. But right. just know that if the school's fucking paying for it, just fucking take it. it yeah. Like, the one thing I don't agree with, though, with the schools having people vaccinate themselves, vaccinate themselves, is um, paying that fine if they don't vaccinate themselves. Because some schools are saying that there is a fine they have to pay. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I don't really agree with. But at the same time, I understand the reasoning behind it. It's just like, yeah, I mean, and I think with that also is like because it, I think that makes sense Mm -hmm. um just because us going into elementary school or middle school like we Mm -hmm. were you know we're young and stuff but there are certain vaccinations that you have to have before you're able to be in school so this is just like you know 20 Uh, years down the road that's just going to be included with like your you know chicken pox and um that's interesting whatever you know all those things so it's just like the newest one of those that we just haven't had in a long time so it's a weird transition process right now, but soon enough, it'll just be on the required vaccinations list for when your child does enroll in school. When you put it that way, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, so that's probably why they're throwing in the um, like the fine if you don't do it. Because hmm. it's just like, if you, could you imagine sending your kid? Like, you know, and I guess some schools don't check that because I guess then there wouldn't be any like anti-vaxxers i guess but i don't know but yeah there's definitely certain things that you have to do there are certain vaccines that are required and this is just the newest one of those oh definitely and just like sure you have sorry (laughs) i'm gonna have to edit that (laughs) yeah you're good but like it's definitely just like sure you have your rights you have your own opinions you are entitled to your own opinions I'm not going to try and change him. I know I can't. Like, why even bother? It's a, it's a, it's a worthless fight. There's no reason if, or purpose. If to. they're, if people are willing to learn, I'm happy 
yes. to say what I know. But if they're yes. stubborn and don't want to learn, you can't just yell at them to change their ways. No, and that's the that's the thing. A lot of these people who are not wanting to change are wanting to change the other side by yelling at them. It's just like, yeah. But with everything going on, um, going back to college and. Yep. going back to the a big COVID full situation. circle you the know? big for couple, a full circle couple you know branches off oh definitely that whole <laughs> uh but with everything going on should people still consider going to college even with covid being a factor and mm-hmm. with everything going on um is it a waste of their time is it a waste of their money or is it all just really up to personal preference yeah i mean i think i'll st- I'll stick with what I said earlier, not just in a sense of college, but a mm-hmm. sense of something that can be considered higher education. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you know, people want to learn and they want to, you know, maneuver the world oh, easier yeah. than the day they did before. Okay. And so if you go to a, you know, trade school, community college, uh, public college, private college, anything like that, I say you. as long as you're, learning and knowing yourself better and also like you know knowing how to treat the people around you better oh yeah i think it is highly important for everyone to do that if they can because obviously especially in america college is insanely expensive Um, oh yes so do what you can because i know like a lot of people will give a bad rap on like community college but it's like you know now having gone through like you know college itself Mm -hmm. state and stuff like i just said before any higher education is going to help you learn who you are better so it doesn't matter where you are how much it costs it just matters that you're applying yourself doing something that you want to do and you're going to be a better person for it for the rest of your life oh for sure and going back to the community college part it's easier for kids who want to go into uw seattle Mm -hmm. uh compared to me who is in uwt it's easier for someone who's in community college to get into UW Seattle than it is for me who's in UW mm-hmm. to get into Seattle. So I really don't understand why people are giving so much hate on community college because yeah. it's like they're putting it's, themselves. It's, it's such a good stepping stone. It is. Like, like so many, like, you know, I don't know when in our lives people kept being like, community college is bad. Don't do community. Like, what? Because it's a no. great stepping stone. I think a it lot really more people is. would really benefit from it. And to answer that for me, um, I might change my answer. Um, mm-hmm. I, I said that, yes, go to college, mm-hmm. get that education, get that degree. But I think I might change it to do whatever you think feels right. Yeah. Um, if it, if all, because here's the thing college to me is yes i was grow i was raised bred to think that college is the way to go some pe- some other families don't think that way um all up to them and definitely it is a it is a preference and it is also a decision that the child has to make oh yeah this is not something that should be affected by the parents friends or anything if the mm-hmm. kid wants to go to college let him go to college if he doesn't yeah more to him let him figure out what he wants to do and just let him do what he wants to do not in the sense of like leave him alone but support him like be there to actually say you're doing great 
but I think we should do it this way or mm -hmm. give him suggestions like support him in his ideas, try and figure out how to get him to his dreams or her dreams. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the earlier you know what you like doing, oh, the happier you'll be for the rest of your life. And that goes back to what you said at the beginning. If you find, if you love doing what you do, you won't work a day in your life. Yep. Yeah. Simple as that. And just, yeah. And one day I'll get there. But right now I'm crunching <laughs> numbers and auditing IT. <laughs> I'm in the same freaking boat. Delivering mail to the CEO. Jeez. Yep. But yeah, uh, I think that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, for those of you who are new, remember to subscribe, like, comment. Yep. Uh, it definitely helps me understand what you guys like, what you guys don't like and helps me decide what topics I should pick for the next few podcasts. Um, definitely come join me for next week's edition where I will have my good old friend Brian and hopefully Devin here again to join me on the talk about fears. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be fucking fun. But yeah, that is all for today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Again, subscribe, yeah. uh, like, share. And definitely also side note, this will be on Spotify and iTunes soon. I yep. just need to work out on the kinks. But yep. yeah. Can't wait to be able to, you know, listen to this while I go on a run or listen to other episodes. Yes. So hear my yes. own voice for too long. <laughs> but um, yeah, very happy. And thanks for, thanks for having me on today. Yeah. Thank you for joining. All right. Um, have fun in Boston. Thank uh, you. Say hi to Kendra for me. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That finishes up the second episode of Memory Bank. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right. Have a good one, Devin. Bye. You too,